0: Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the Will and Friends podcast. Now, I always say these episodes are big, but this is definitely a big one. We've got the second official MD involved, Carlo second. Fauna, second behind Ben Cotter. Sorry, I you weren't first, Carlo. I'm sorry. Appreciate you jumping on, though. How you been? I've been good. I've been good, Will. How have you been? I've been living the dream, as I always cool. say.
1: Right. I, got yeah, to the, yeah, um, I got to the
0: gym this morning, did some yoga, I'm fresh, I was definitely, so I went and actually went and did some basketball last night, okay. um, pulled up to the court and there was a bunch of uh, Indonesian fellas there already balling up, so I played 3v3 with five Indonesian blokes and I'm very sure they were pretty good. I yeah, how'd, you, how'd you go? Um, let's just say I tried my best. <laughs> that's, that's the way i describe it sometimes all that uh you need to do you know yeah that's all i do uh, well yeah as i said always appreciate you jumping on especially spending this time on a sunday afternoon with me i don't think there's any better way you could spend it to be honest um, but first thing i kind of wanted to say was obviously congratulations i got to speak uh with you down in melbourne very recently played a bit of golf there we won't say who won um yeah but Congrats on obviously eclipsing what I've got written down here as your first year in business, but as we just chatted about, it's 10 months. So as you said, you started back in April over in Perth.
1: Yeah. So it kicked off in, um, or over Easter. So we did a bit of a road trip from Adelaide to Perth um, and ended up here on the Friday. Um, so originally from Adelaide down here for the last 10 months. Fantastic. Fantastic. How's it been over in Perth? Not too bad. Uh, it's great other than the um you know the time difference is a bit weird it's not it's not sunday afternoon here it's sunday morning but um you know I thought this would be good because it gets me up gets me into the office we're here now uh, yeah. so after this I can do my planning and uh, you know sort myself out for the week That's fair is it 3 hours difference 3 hours yeah but other than that it's great it's been sunny here pretty much every day since we rocked up I love the sun so um, compared to adelaide while we were here they had about two months of just rain and misery um while we were just uh on beach weather so uh yeah can't complain great city as well Love yeah. that. i've got to get over there i've never been over there obviously we're both
0: adelaideans but yeah i always see perth as being like the bigger version of adelaide but i guess it's got a bit better weather as well um yeah, yeah. yeah but kind of kind of on that note um obviously i've spoken to you a little bit about your journey but to be fair I don't think I know everything, um, and especially for the listeners, if they are from the likes of Boo and all that, they might not know a whole heap about you, so if you could, just a little bit of backstory, kind of how long you've been in the industry, what work experience before, um, if you could go through that.
1: Yeah, I think mine's a little bit different. Um, I don't know, you hear the story sometimes, but uh, I didn't really even know what this industry was. I didn't really think I'd ever get into an industry like this, not not that I knew what it was, so you know, um, there was no judgement there or anything, but uh, before starting, uh, did a couple of things, went to high school obviously, was going to go to uni for uh, medicine, um, got talked out of it slightly, it wasn't so much just talking out of it, I knew that it wasn't really uh, for me, but mates that had done you, uh, the, the the medicine in the past, you know, they knew me quite well and they were like, mm, I don't know, so... I went into science which was uh the next step i was going to be a Cairo and physio in the same building it was kind of my business plan at 18. so i did a lot of sports and you know the Cairo sends you to the physio the physio sends you to the Cairo. and even you know when i was 15 i was like well, why don't you just have it all in the same building you know then i can just you know just go across the hall and and use the same facilities right so I was going to do that, but they didn't have any of that um, chiro physio in Adelaide. So you do a three-year science degree, then you move to Melbourne or wherever the degrees are done, uh, and that takes like two years off of those degrees. So that was originally a plan. Then didn't really like science. I'm not a real uni guy. Um, I didn't mind, uh, mind school, but uni was a little bit different. I think uni was different because it was all on me. There was no one telling me what to do. So as soon as I had to learn on my own back then, uh, it just it just didn't really click right. So um, I went travelling, uh, then came back. Uh, my parents are uh, like property developers, so they were looking at a place to um, you know develop, but they do other things now. So they got me in touch with a real estate agent who was selling a house. I flipped that um, over about I don't know a year when I was 20. Um, that was a uh, full-on experience, worked really, really hard. I worked at Coles at the same time to pay for the mortgage. And um, and then when I sold that, I just didn't really know what my next step was. It was right at the end of uni, so I couldn't go back. I deferred officially. yeah. So I was going to go over and work in um, in Europe just as a bartender or I don't know what the plan was um, back then, <laughs> just head over, right? And so I wanted to practice my interview skills, Uh, which is why I went for an interview uh, at 2K, which is um, obviously where I kicked off in in Adelaide. Uh, Really liked Kamal. He was the first bloke that I met who just wanted to do something big. And I don't know, now, I don't know, somewhat the people I hung out with were a little bit like that, but no one really had the avenue to do it. So it was just all talk. But this guy was running a business, you know, he had a team behind him, everyone looked looked great. It was a bit of a footy club back then, um, or felt like it, and uh, just kicked off. It was commissioned, built a team, COVID hit, built another team after COVID uh, in employment, and then um, just decided, you know what? I think I can do this on my own, and I know I'll learn a lot from the experience of just taking off and um, trying it out. And so far in the last 10 months, it's um, yeah, it's been great we've got to a headcount of 20 from a headcount of four took over some of my main core members which is who i went on that road trip with to perth and um yeah you know there's it's 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 there's things that we can we can do better but uh so far i think i have to keep reminding myself hey look you've only been a year in business relax you know what i mean you're going to make mistakes you're going to learn from those um and then here we are so that's that's the brief story. I won't go into it too much, but, uh, yeah, kind of came out of nowhere. This industry and yeah, worked out. The, the, it's hilarious how it kind of just falls into place and
0: how not many people that are coming to this industry are actually knowing what it's about, or basically it's an accent, half the time falling into this industry. But one thing you just said, you, you flipped a house at 20. Sorry, I was a bit a bit caught <laughs> out by that. How, yeah. how is that happening?
1: Um, I don't know. I got a lot of help from my, um, my mum especially, but, um, I don't know. I just wanted to do, so I'll tell you a story. I was at, I was at this place once and my first day came in, met this lady who had been at the job for 25 years. Right. And she was one of the most negative people I've ever met. She said, this place will break you. You're not going to enjoy it here. And I came in super enthusiastic, right? Like as I just am, You know, as a personality. And um, I remember thinking about that and being like, this lady has hated her life for 22 years. She's been in a spot where she just, she's got to the level where she's actually, you know, started telling people who are new and enthusiastic that they're going to hate it here. And, you know, that really had a profound effect on me. I didn't realize it was as profound as, you know, looking back on it now. But I just decided, you know what, I'm not going to go do this whole, School, uni, job, kids, wife, die kind of thing, you know. Yeah. I felt um, like when I get to an old age, I'll, I'll, I'll regret that. And, um, you know, obviously I'm quite young and I don't know what that, you know, that, that real strong regret is. But when you hear other successful people, even online, you know, that I think we all listen to successful people online now, um, it's very obvious that they say that regret is the, 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 the worst. So I'd rather take a risk, go do that. Uh, the house um, was kind of just, just fit in with that. I got some money together for the house um, from actually, I don't really talk about it too much because it weirds people out a little bit, but I was actually a professional poker player for a year. I love so, that. Um, I, did, I did very well at um, that. Looking back, I was very lucky at the time. I pulled out after losing about 10K before Christmas and Deciding, you know what? I don't know if I can deal with the pressure. Nineteen losing ten k is pretty rough. If that's, uh, you know, a lot of people haven't experienced that. It's not a good feeling, right? So moved away, and my parents were looking at a house anyway. So um, it was a real old school house. The the people had moved out to retire, and um, so I fixed up pretty much the whole house and resold it to a family. Um, very cool experience. Very cool yeah. experience. Was, was it a lot of learning on the job, or did you do
0: a lot of prior kind of assessment research and that did your parents help
1: you with that um i think uh, i don't do a, a huge amount of due due diligence before much i do now you know i listened to your episode 10 of will and friends um with just you on it um but uh, back then i kind of just jumped into stuff just like this job you know and i had a bit of help from my my parents but they were, they were pretty busy at the time so i mostly just learned everything off youtube did plumbing i have a photo actually of my first uh, attempt at plumbing at the house, and then a um, you know a, the the last bathroom that I fixed up at the end, right? And the difference between the plumbing was just night and day. It was just you know learning over time, you know. Um, so yeah, just pretty much learnt everything on, uh, online, um, which I think you can do now. I think people don't take as much advantage of that um, sort of resources as as they probably could. Um, everything but the uh, the electricity. Cause I didn't want to No, not good enough,
0: mate. Not good enough. You should have done the, the electricity <laughs> yourself as well. But uh, it, it's kind of funny. You pointing that out is um, obviously a lot of people coming to this industry. We always talk about, cool, your coaches, those around you, they're there to, to help teach you, coach you and all those sorts of things. But I always remembered like for me, when I was developing and I wanted to fast track it, I'd always just go to YouTube, the internet and find stuff. And I'm like, I don't even feel like I maximised, and still I'm maximising my opportunities with the likes of YouTube and that. There's so much stuff out there that mm. if you kind of just going on on your own, you can actually go for it.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. And um, you know, I think what a lot, of, uh, you know, people are using YouTube anyway, right? YouTube, Instagram, um, even TikTok. I don't use TikTok because I've deleted that from my phone. We won't get into that. But you're going to use these social medias anyway. If you look at all my YouTube, um, you know, you've got an algorithm that's attached to what you listen to and watch and stuff like that. It's just all self-development. It's all history, self-development. Just um, even if you don't go actively look for something online or you don't really know how to learn something online, just try to get your algorithm in a way where it's just suggesting things you know will make you better um and my algorithm's been like that for you know um three four years maybe even longer so uh, the amount of knowledge i've been able to take in just by opening my phone because i have five minutes and you know the thing that just comes up is a really interesting you know point on whatever you know yeah. from some very successful person so um even to start that's that's yeah just try to try to get your algorithm to benefit um, yeah. you and your knowledge that's a good point. And they, to add on to that, if
0: someone's going to interject and say, "But well, cool, but I still want my nice little YouTube videos that are all on um, watching TikToks so or all this different stuff, just have two accounts. Have, have one account you just use for the self-development, one account for the other, and then you're going to tailor everything. that will be perfect. Um, but kind of cool, obviously, with your team. You said you started at four. It's now up to 20. If you were obviously not to be biased and pick out your favorites, um, but if there were a couple of people you'd say in your team you'd recommend to those outside of the company to be trying to network with and get around are there any key plays that stick out to you
1: uh yeah there's 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 great people in your team i don't think you can grow a successful team without really good people i couldn't uh, i could i could list them all off i think i think the main one would be saxby for anyone that doesn't know Saxby, you've probably met Saxby Fisher around. He's He's been to all the events now for the last couple of years. Um, but he's just, in terms of a guy from where he came from to where he is now, um, he's just incredible. He's been um, voted the best uh, trainer of 2K elevations, which, you know, 2K is absolutely smashing it. So being the best trainer there is is great. Um, he's definitely someone to talk to about training and sales. We've got Finn Sheed who's over here as well, Um, probably the best residential salesperson in the country, or if if not one of them. Um, Those are probably the two really good guys. The new person here in our office is Will. So Will Richardson, you could probably get in touch with him as well. His story is really, um, uh, it's a little bit different. He he lived in Tasmania and he wanted to move to Perth because he didn't really want to live in Tasmania uh, anymore, you know, He wanted to kind of reset his life a little bit. And so he came over to WA for my second round interview with him, which for anyone that isn't in the industry or doesn't do um, recruitment, um, I hadn't given him the job yet. (laughs) So he came over, moved to Perth, didn't have a job. And uh, I ended up giving him the job. He was obviously fantastic in the interview, which I'm sure he uh, practiced for. And, um, you know, he just had nothing behind him. Uh, He's his back was to the wall. He forced himself into that situation. So he's had to just move forward and move forward quick. And for any of the new people who are within their first maybe three to six months, I definitely talked to Will about his mindset and how he gets himself to, um, you know, he doesn't always want to do the work, right? Everyone kind of negotiates with themselves and gets a little bit complacent and, you know, just wants to sit um, on the couch on a Sunday morning, you know what I mean, all that sort of stuff. Um, but he gets it done anyway because he's kind of put himself in a situation where, um, you know, he's he's semi forced to, and, and and he's done that on purpose. It's not like he did that by accident. So definitely someone to talk to if you want to um, develop really quickly in this industry. I like it. I might I might reach out to him as well. That's
0: cool. I like that. It's good should. to see new players with you might his might even name out, out there.
1: Last episode. You never
0: know. He'll, he'll get we'll get him one. I'll, I'll watch his performance. I'll keep track of him. He's no. a will. He's a fellow will, so he must be good. Um, <laughs> well, obviously, being in Perth for 10 months now, you've still got a lot of time over there for yourself, but what has been your favourite moment in the past 10 months being in Perth, if you pick
1: one? Favourite moment in Perth? Um, I don't know. We When we first rocked up, we stayed at a Airbnb all together. So myself, uh, Finn, Saxby, Joel, and Tom – we went on the road trip we then added in um sky who ended up being our admin or was training to be the admin over in adelaide to move over here uh and we all stayed in a big uh, i don't know basically mansion big mansion in um you know on the river of uh, of of perth and uh, that was a great experience you know um had to be on the whole time especially from my point of view right because you know that i'm at the house and you know everyone's asking me questions and it was a pretty full on time, but uh, I think that was probably the most fun we all got together. And then moving into this new office. So, we always knew we wanted a new office, something uh, that matched our ambitions. And now we have it. So, we got a bit of space to really uh, spread our wings a little bit. And it's all new and all nice. And we're going to get a, uh, a pool table in the middle of the room. And yeah, I know, I'm, I'm pretty excited. We're, we're ordering that in this week. So, uh, those are probably the two standouts. And then Plus, just in general, you know, I, I I think I think this is an industry, or um, sales and marketing in general, I think is an industry that you can just have a lot of fun. So if you let yourself have fun, um, then it becomes it becomes fun, right? It becomes a lot more fun than a lot of other things you could do. Yeah, hundred percent.
0: You're always in control, and it seems like you're making the most of that facet. I like that. Um, what do you think is your biggest learning experience so far in Perth? Then, if you pick one, you've obviously had a lot of fun. There's a lot of mistakes and learnings that still happen.
1: Yeah, learning. I, I, I ran this when me and Mil, uh, Will met for uh, again. Um, obviously, we play golf and stuff. That's why this happened. But uh, I ran a topic about just go do it because you're going to learn a lot on the job. Um, just running a business is just a little bit different. You know, you kind of go into a different like realm of, of how things run. Everything is now your money, Right. So for any of the guys that are training, like let's say teams of 12 and 15 and stuff like that, and you have a, let's say a bad week, um, it's like, ah, you know, I had a bad week, didn't get as much bonus, blah, blah, blah. Um, But when it's, you know, when you run, run the company, you have to keep an eye on all that sort of stuff. It's not just like, oh, okay, we didn't have a good week, but like, you know, where exactly is the profitability of everyone? Where exactly are the KPIs of everyone? Has anything changed from last week to cause this? You just need a lot more of an overview Uh, I think another thing that I learned is the financial side of things. I heard on your episode 10, you know, be uh, self-managed and and, and be good with money. You know, like you can't go into ownership, um, you know, paycheck to paycheck. You know, you need to make sure that even if you made a lot of money, which, um, you know, some, some people are, some managers are, you need to make sure you can actually save it. Because it's very easy to spend money, Um, even when you're making, you know, 20, 30 grand a a month, you need to be organized. So all those little things that I've just learned on the job have mostly been the business, financial overview, um, performance review as well. I don't like firing people, but, you know, if, if, you know. Um, you have to, you have to sometimes, you know, it's just part of the job. If, if, if someone's not quite there and, and, and they're not willing to get to that level, you know, what are you going to do? So you need to learn all of that sort of stuff as well. Yeah.
0: hundred percent. Is
1: there anything you do to
0: try and keep your finger on the pulse as much as you can with people in the team? Is there systems you have in place? Cause I know for myself, even running a, a smaller team of four, five, six guys, like not that I'm struggling at times, but it's definitely. Trying—it's definitely a new challenge trying to manage different sorts of people and performances.
1: Yeah, keep, keep uh, your finger on the pulse. All comes down to communication, right? So I still call all my call guys um, every single day when I have some time. Normally in the car if I'm heading to wherever I'm heading to next, if it's the field or somewhere else, call every day just to kind of gauge people's vibe that day and see what team, um, uh, what's happening with the team, all that sort of stuff communications that the, it's not even that hard right you just pick up the phone it doesn't have to be a long call you just gauge their tone of voice you see where they're at you can ask questions they can ask you sometimes people don't even know there's something going on unless they have the opportunity to ask a question and then they ask the question and they're like oh yeah actually you know this is something that's quite pressing and if you didn't call them you know it would have lasted an extra 24 hours or 48 hours and you know um you know everyone knows that you know you want to be quick in everything that you do so um yeah communication just like running a team of six call them each night make sure there's systems in place that you can get people to talk to you you can talk to them any questions you you have to be okay with any type of question right people need to feel comfortable talking to you about anything yeah because um, if they're worried that you're going to roast them or, or be upset about a question that they're asking well then they might do that in the future with a question that's actually important so you have to have a little bit of a safe space um and yeah just just you know make it very obvious that you're on their on their side and that's why i'm calling every day because i want to make sure that you're you know on top of it and if i can help then then i'm here to help Yeah, yep with that is that you talking when you talk about call guys it
0: might be a little bit different similar it is your whole business but are you mainly focusing that on your first gen And then obviously your first gens then to do that same process with theirs, because it seemed like it could bottleneck your time if you are calling an amount, a large Uh, amount of people.
1: Yeah. Bottlenecking your time is a funny phrase. I think, I think for anyone that's going into, um, ownership, um, you just, it's yours now. Like this is your life. Um, really trying to spend, obviously you can't spend, you know, more than a certain amount of hours on the, on the business, but, um, I think really just prioritizing calling is what I've done. Um, so it doesn't bottleneck the time. It's not an extra. It's just like actually something that I know is crucial to run my business. Okay. Um, yeah, most conversation with Saxby, he's my main sales manager. So I'll talk to him more in depth about what's going on. Like me and Saxby have a, it, it, it's different communication for different people, right? So me and Saxby can really like, you know, we're, we're, we're free to go at each other almost right yeah. we live together for 18 months if he disagrees with me you know or i disagree with him we can really not fight it out but like have some words to each other you know and we know that we you know we'll be okay you know what i mean yeah. like it's nothing personal it's nothing it's just business let's work out this let's see how we can get it to the the, the best best level possible um with everyone else you just need to pick kind of where you your relationship with them is which is why just calling them constantly is important because as you build that relationship you can you know they, they can ask you more in-depth questions you can ask them more in-depth questions you have more of an understanding of of how they operate and who they are yeah um but yeah at a small team if i was to give uh, some advice pick a running partner pick a running partner um have that one person that you can really just hey come to the office let's go plan yep Yep, sweet we're in this together let's get it done i like that it's your little little sidekick yeah you need one you know it's it's you know you need someone um you know you can't just expect to just do everything on your own or know how to do everything or believe that you are the only person who actually knows you know um everyone has their own opinions everyone has their own experiences and and if you're not if you're not um using that to your advantage then um, you know, or help uh, using that to help you run your business, then you're just missing out on a lot of knowledge and a lot yeah. of you know, skill set.
0: 100%. It's one of the things I, I I don't know. Have you heard of Alex Hermosy before?
1: That's – he's uh, – is that the gym, the guy who runs and guy, the guy. Yeah, yep, He's come yep. up on my algorithm for yes.
0: sure. Yes, a couple of times. So I listen to his podcast a decent amount, and it's something I've heard from a lot of different people, but uh, I literally was listening to it yesterday. That's why I'd reference him. But mm. really making sure that you are – making the most of the people around you. Cause cool. You've only got a certain amount of years of experience yourself, but yep. if you bring in the opinions of everyone around you, it's like, cool. You might have five years. You're just accessing your five years of experience to make a decision. But if someone else has three, someone else has seven, someone else has five, adding that all up, that's a lot more experience to build the right decisions off. Um, yep. Yeah. It's it just the compounding effect it has is so important. And obviously just having someone to bounce ideas off and, even chuck in the rebuttals, that's very healthy. Um, you and you are obviously talking about you haven't little Saxby, that's, that is very strong. And it's probably a big reason
1: you've been able to build your business pretty strong, pretty quick. It's cause- yeah, and everyone has a different way of thinking, right? Like I, I um, you know, I talk to people who have a completely different view or different, um, you know, um, personality to me. And the reason for that is, okay, they're thinking this way I haven't even thought like that. So at least that thinking, even if I don't use it, has now, you know, it's now data, now, now it's something that I can use. So even if I don't agree with it or something, so, oh, okay, so, you know, these people are thinking like this. That's good to know. I don't think like that because I operate, you know, with, you know, let's say positivity at all points. Well, well positivity always, you know, can be a problem, right? So you need to know it's like, okay, cool, where are people kind of, Um, you know, thinking not so positively about It's like, okay, cool, now I understand that and go from there. So even if you don't use their, let's say, advice, Mm. um, you can still get that thinking from them and, and, and use that to make a better overall decision. Yeah,
0: strong. I'm liking it a lot. Perfect. Well, obviously, you running a business, I don't know the percentage on it, but a lot of people in life that are trying to run a business don't end up Getting there and don't end up getting there successfully, even if it has been just ten months for you so far now. Um, what do you think separates you? Now you can have a little bit of a ego to this this answer, but um, what do you think has actually been allowing you to be successful in running your own company?
1: Um, that's a very good question. Um, I think some. I think some. Uh, you need to, especially if you're young. You just want to take risks. You know how everyone, everyone always told me, you know, growing up on on, on on the internet, you know, listening to all these people, like Gary Vee is a really, really good example, right? Um, he says, just take risks when you're young. And I just took that on. Um, I think the difference between myself and, and, and a lot of other people is I don't mind, or I, I obviously mind, but I know I'll be okay even if everything did go and fall apart. You know what I mean? like if everything falls apart it's a good story you know like if it all screws up and and you don't end up getting those goals or or whatever really you lose everything let's say yeah um that's a good story but you live a normal life uh no one really cares (laughs) and i think i kind of really took that on it's like okay cool let's give it a shot i have a lot of confidence in myself, right, which is very important as well. And that comes from action. And by the way, that came from work ethic for me. When I had that house, I worked 16 hour days every day, seven days a week for like 10 months, right? So uh, and that's obviously working on the house and working in yeah. and And then I did, still did like gym and stuff around that, you know, so still kept myself as healthy as I could. So in this business you know if things aren't working out as well as they could i know myself i can just okay cool well i've done 16 hour days for 10 months before so i can do that again (laughs) you know what i mean so that confidence comes from the actions that i did in the past um and then yeah look if it doesn't work out you know i'm 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 still young i'll uh, i still have a really good work ethic um i still i think think um you know um you know in the positive Light, you know, in the um, you know the abundance mindset they call it, right? So there's just so much out there, you know, we can get it uh, working, and so the stresses of oh, it doesn't, it might not work out, doesn't really affect me too much. Uh, And I think a lot of people think about um, what will happen if they don't make it um, more than what will happen if they do make it. And I think I'm more on the do make it side than the don't make it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I won't lie. That's probably I've gotten better
0: at it, but it's definitely a big area that, um, especially coming into this industry I had in the back of my mind, it's cool. Like I've got to make this happen. Um, mm. cause obviously me deferring from uni, I was studying engineering. My, my dad's a software engineer He's done very well for himself. I've been able to go through private school, We've got the nice house and the nice suburb, all that mm. sort of thing. And my mum has always said, well, you got to get a degree. And I have promised her that I'm going to get a degree and that's still the case in my mind, but it's like, I really got to make sure this happens. And having that, having that stress, I guess, affects your decision-making and it certainly has for me, made me think a lot more short term than I probably should be in this industry. So yeah, I can definitely see how that would be a serious advantage in business. Is there anything you think you'd, did to get yourself in that frame of mind of being okay with finishing up and just having a
1: story that's all you come out with Um, yeah having a story is is the simple way to put it right i know how much i've got better since rocking up to this industry i know how much better i've got since rocking up to start my own business like this stuff that i've learned 95 percent minimum haven't learned what i've learned you know, most people don't start a business, they don't deal with BAS, you know, they most people don't even know what BAS is or how taxes work or how pay works or how the accountants work or how the lawyers work or, you know, all these things that I've now learned even in my first year. So it's like, okay, cool. Worst case scenario, right? And the same for yourself. I bet you can put a lot more on your resume now than when you started. 100%. And I think I've kept that that thought process because that's kind of what I came in uh to do I called it resume points all right? so I met Kamal I was going to go to Europe met Kamal you know really wanted to go do something big um you know wanted the house and the car and stuff like that and he does live in a palace and a beautiful car and all that sort of stuff and good on him he's the same age as me or 28 I think he's a little bit older he's getting married all that sort of stuff um so I like that but I also thought okay cool I'm going to learn things here that I probably wouldn't learn anywhere else, especially in commission. I'm going to Mm. learn how to talk to people. I'm going to learn sales. I've never done sales ever. Um, I know I'm going to get better at talking to people if I just talk to, let's say, 50 people a day. Um, I know that there's a lot of coaching and, uh, you know, people management within the business. Like that's what they're asking for me to do. So I'm probably going to learn a lot about that. Um, they're getting me in and doing, like, observations and, and, and I'm running Zoom calls and all this sort of stuff. So, you know, in terms of recruitment, I'm probably going to, you know, be able to able to recruit people or at least put at least some sort of HR experience on my resume, um, you know, training, you know, all these things that I've learned. Um, so, you know, I was in commission, nothing was really going on when I first started, right? It took a little bit of time for the company in Adelaide to kick off. And when I had those thoughts and doubts and fears and all that sort of stuff, just went, you know what? I've learned so much since coming in. So I'm sure I'll, I used to talk about it like, you know, two months in, you talk to someone and you would have guys like this, right? Two months in. How much have you learned in the last two months? And everyone just goes, yeah, so much. You know what I mean? I learned this, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, cool. Well, I've been here six years. So, you know, times that two-month development by 36. That's where I'm at, you know? And so even if, you know, even if things don't work out, it doesn't matter. Like, I'll just go somewhere, and now I know how to interview, right? Like, is I go into any job at this point, and, and it might, you know, maybe, maybe not, but I believe in myself with the knowledge and the skill sets that I've acquired through this, um, that I go into any job and go, hey, look, this is what I've done, this is what I've done, this is what I've done, this is what I can do, give them a business plan, right? For anyone that's done recruitment, you know, no one's going out and giving them a business plan. So if I just weigh uh, above and beyond every single other person that's come in for whatever job this might be, if it doesn't work out, well, I'm probably going to get that job anyway, or I won't have problems with um, finding something else. So, um, yeah, always think about how much you've improved – in the time period that you've been in and and and, and you know you, you know give yourself confidence through that yeah. um, you are a better person it's not like you're starting again from where you were it's just starting again with all these different skill sets yeah so it's it's a very good
0: point um because the funny thing is it is sometimes hard to see the change you've had because learning isn't as tangible as probably we'd like it to be Like Mm. going to the gym, if you're seeing your progress day by day by day, you're not going to feel like you're changing too much. But if you take a photo at the start, take a photo after a month, there is a massive difference. But because you live in it, you probably won't notice as big of a difference. Mm. Um, But a big key moment for me, which I talk to all my new new guys about, I may have even said on the podcast before, in year 12 back in school, I was a school captain um, as in for a house captain, as in for one of the houses at the school. And I did not think that involved any public speaking. I thought it was, I got to get out of school early to go and run sports day and swimming Mm. carnival and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. I had to speak in front of half the school. I didn't know that. And I was terrible dog shit. Like Mm. it was like five minutes of speaking that I got a pre-written script for me. I probably took about 15, 20 minutes just mumbling through everything. And yeah, basically didn't end well. And then coming into this industry after a decent while I actually got the opportunity to speak at a rising star event which is fantastic i literally got told two days before the event that i was speaking at it i got told by daryl here this is the topic you're running it's called how to be an impact player you've got 45 minutes go write something that's all i got and then i ended up going into it i was obviously nervous and everything but I went overtime i spoke for an and 15 minutes so easily on all these different topics all this stuff and i actually made an impact on people mm. ironically the topic's called impact player but yes mm. seeing that was a big moment from like cool all this stuff that i'm doing in the field yes there's so many different aspects of learning but that was a big one for me it's like cool that public speaking and actually making a difference with people that was a big one for me
1: yeah and sometimes you have to actively like give yourself credit for that you know what i mean like you know I, I'm very ambitious, so I'm looking at the first year of business here and from the outside, everyone's like, oh, wow, that's absolutely incredible, you know. From the inside, I'm like, no, that's, you know what I mean? Like, it's not where I want it to be, you know. Um, but you just have to step back and go like, you know what, you you know, you're, like, for example, you're, you're very young. You're, I think you said you were 20 um, and you're running a team, you know. Which 20-year-olds are running a team, you know? Which 20-year-olds are running impacts for, you know, um, rising stars, you know, all that sort of stuff. So keeps you keeps you a little bit more calm, especially if you're very ambitious because it does take time. Things take time.
0: <laughs> yeah, it does. I won't lie. I think I came in being like, I have failed if I'm not running a company by the age of 21. I'm I like, I've all- failed. Yeah. I've failed. But, yes, you should be proud of me. My horizons have gone a bit further. I've got a five-year plan now, not just a yeah. by the age of 21 plan. Um, but, now, nah, Cool. Um, obviously you being at the likes of 2K underneath command, that you've been around a lot of high performers because that team has been killing it for as long as I've been in the industry, I think. Um, Yeah. Yeah, you guys have been doing very well. Obviously, I don't know about your personal performance, but I'm assuming it would just be on a similar tone. If you could give, I guess, one piece of advice for anyone across the country on how they can become that next top performer in the country what do you think it would be like
1: a like a high
0: roller yeah so mainly in terms of the i guess the sales individual side of it but in terms of running a team as well but just kind of the leveling up from i guess the good to great i think that's a big area because there's a lot of people that are good across the country there is a fine line between the good and the great though um and you've been around and probably are yourself one of those people in the great category um just what do you think is one tip to get people across that line?
1: Um, yeah, I don't know if there is one tip. I think the best thing to look out for is the two things that just matter for for, well, sales. Anything that you do, uh, attitude and effort. Just keep an eye on your attitude and effort. Um, what's my attitude look like at each point? You know, no matter what, where's my headspace? Um, that's a big one. People can feel your headspace, even if they don't know it's all subconscious. Especially if you're in the sales that we do. Um, if you have been here for or done it for a little bit, you you know that some days you're not on, and you just know those people who said no to you and meant it. Right? They said no and meant it. Would be the exact same people who say yes and meant it. If you're in a different headspace, it's a weird one. You know what I mean? It's like it's the exact same person, and they both mean what they said. It just was, was, was how you kind of went about it and, and how you were. Energy is transferable, right? Make their day and, you know, they're going to be more likely to kind of want to get involved, right? And then just effort. You know, a lot of people get told, you know, be the hardest worker in the room. Uh, and then they come home and, and, you know, they watch their whatever on YouTube or whatever on Netflix. And that's fine. But, uh, you know, where 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 are your ambitions? My ambitions have just been to a point where I won't sleep unless it's done. So you just can't beat me because my list of what I have to get done is <laughs> is long <laughs> as it is. Um, and then I just have the discipline that, no, nah, uh, I'm going to get this done before I do anything else. So if you keep an eye on that, and that's obviously come and, and, and I've got better at that over time. You know, I used to stay up until real late and wake up real real late. And it was a bit of a bit of a mess, just like every person under the age of 20. Uh, at some points, but um, yeah, attitude, effort. If you just do those, everything else just comes to you. If that's high sales um, scores or training, for me personally, I really focused on the business building side of things. I was obviously a high roller, otherwise I wouldn't get new starts and stuff like that. But I was never the best of the best. Right? I'm never like you should get like a Coster on or a, or a, a Aaron. They'll they'll I'll have a chat to them. They'll jump on as well for this. Um, those are the big big high roll, a high roll every single week, Best yeah, yeah, yeah. in the country, you know what I mean? Like there's, you know, it's, cost is just better at me than sales. It just is, you know what I mean? But my focus was, I want to build a business. I want to be here to learn the business skills and get myself to that managing director level. That was always my goal, right? And so, you know, I go out with someone, I'm pre-planned to the max. I know exactly what I'm talking about. And then when I go out with them, I'm just trying to show them how good I am you know what I mean, Um, without it looking like it's difficult, which is another little trick, right, because you want to make it look easy. Um, So, yeah, attitude and effort is, is probably the simplest way to make sure that you're on track. Is your attitude getting better? Is your effort getting better? Not straight away, over time, each week. Am I putting an extra 20 minutes? I'm reading now, you know what I mean? Okay, fantastic. You've added to your effort, and you do that along enough time, um, it's a bit hard to lose. Yeah, yeah. I think
0: everyone paying attention to this episode officially hates you for that answer. They were they were wanting some some little secret code that the 2K guys used to to put through more sales. Some some little little hack to the yep. system. <laughs> you know. But if you want if you want abs, you got to work for it. It's very true. It's one of those things. It, literally, that just brought to me is like abs wouldn't be as attractive if they were
1: easy to get yeah that's how it is uh, yeah so it is same as anything right It's, it's worth worth it has value because it's difficult yeah or it has value because most can't do it or aren't willing to do it yeah so obviously kind of on top of that a lot of the 2k
0: guys seem to have a really good work rate and attitude how do you think and you can put yourself in kamal's shoes as well here what do you think is done within that team to kind of nurture that sort of work ethic and attitude? Because it seems like it's on par or better than a lot of different teams across the company. it's not just because you're hiring the right guys, it's obviously nurtured within the team. Is there anything to that?
1: Yeah. Again, it's the, the old standard lead by example is a big one. Um, mm. You need to be out the front, you know? Um, that's why it's called a lead-up type deal. Um, you need to be doing things that your guys are doing you can't expect them to do what you're not and also just reaching people's potential um, we have it here as well and it's followed on from 2k you know if you told me something that's it that's what I'm going to work off you know if you tell me you want to start a business or you want to be a millionaire by 25 which I had uh, the other week well you know I'm going to be on you right like you've now told me you want to be a millionaire by 25 that's not easy so you have to work now. And if you want to change your goal, that's fine. But until you change your goal, I'm going to push you to that potential. And if you hate me, well, you're the one who told me your goal. You know what I mean? Now I have a free reign to uh, to, to to push you to. I know you can be a millionaire by 25. You might not know just yet that you can, but now you know through your action you can you can get that confidence, and I'll I'll help you actually uh, action those items. I like that. So I, think, I think there's a lot of leading from the front. And then if you tell us a goal, um, we're going to try to get you there. And, and if you want to change your goal, cool. If not, well, then we're going to push you. Yeah.
0: Simple accountability. I like it. I like good it. It makes sense. Uh, now, you're obviously 27 yourself now. Um, yes. I, th- I think you could pass as probably 23, 24-year-old. Uh, yeah, you maybe. Good yeah. skincare routine, I guess. Um But if you could go back in time and give your 18 year old self so nine years back a piece of advice one piece of advice what do you think it would be
1: oh wow like actually or someone someone else who's 18 or me personally you you personally um me personally at 18 i'd probably tell myself to just relax a little bit you know life is long i think um you know, it's obviously goes quick, but you have a lot of time to get better. I think, I think when you're 18, you know, it's a bit of a weird way to kind of talk about it. But you've only really been conscious for like five years. You know what I mean? Like, how much can you, how much can you actually remember before you were 15, or you know what I mean, before you were 13? Right? Let's say that's five years. Good math there. Before you were 13, you don't really remember much, right? So you've only really been alive, conscious. For five years. So the fact that you don't know all these things, you know, you don't know exactly what you want, you haven't found your, um, you know, your passion or you haven't, it's fine. Just relax, you know, just try stuff. I was very lucky with my family that they just wanted me to try everything. It's just like, you know, that's why they were okay with this. Because, you know, my mum thought, didn't understand. Knocking on doors, full commission for HelloFresh. I made like 220 bucks a week, you know. Um, And she really didn't understand it, but she just – you know, let me live my life, you know, try things, you know, you'll work it out if, if, if after six months you really decide that it's, you know, a waste of time, then you'll you'll make that decision yourself. Mm. Um, and I was kind of lucky in that aspect that I had very supportive people around me. Um, but, yeah, just try it. Try it out. Try it out, but if you're going to start it, actually put in the effort because I think a lot of people go, oh, I'm going to try it out, but then they don't match it with their best – um uh, uh, you know they don't they don't push into it as hard as they probably should and then they go oh you know that didn't work but you don't know if it, if it's not right for you unless you actually push it to the absolute limits and then it still doesn't work out because you can always you know if you quit let's say and you haven't put in 100% then there's always that like oh what if i did put in that 20% and now you haven't actually learned that that's not for you because now you still have the mindset of oh, if I worked a bit harder, I could have. So yeah, just try everything out. But if you do try it out, put in a hundred percent effort. I think I think eighteen yeah. year olds a hundred percent effort is a hard thing to understand. Um, it's it, literally it, until you pass out because you you haven't slept. You know what I mean? That's 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 what I mean.
0: Yeah, it's it's kind of funny you say that, but uh, I've only found this with kind of being around some of the people back down in Adelaide that I was around, but it almost seems at times that they're deliberately not putting the effort so they can give themselves an easy excuse if it doesn't work out because um, they really don't want to deal with the facet that what if this isn't for me? Um, mm. But they're living kind of, to me, a bit of constant fear that they're not trying their best so that it's never going to be for them anyway. Mm. So it's like, it's like knocking on a door. If you don't knock on the door, it's going to be a no anyway, so you may as well knock on the door in case it's a yes sort of thing. Um, and that's definitely yeah, you, something, you. it's definitely something that I kind of was brought up around through school. Like for my course, I didn't need a crazy ATAR, but I'm like, may as well see what I can do here. Just go for it. Um, and that kind of drove me to just put the work in. I think that's something that I've noticed. I've, I've just been fortunate enough and it seems like it is kind of like yourself that it kind of did come a bit naturally. Um, but I think that's no, there's no reason why that others can't bring that about.
1: Um, it's just a bit of a mindset, I'd say. Mm. Just you compete against yourself. You know how how far can I push it? I think everyone's kind of trying to run in a heap of races. Mm. Um, but like you know, just just am I actually putting in the most effort I can? You know, and and you need to you need to actually want to answer that question, right? Because a lot of people, oh yeah, no, nah, I do work hard, and they kind of just push it to the side. But you want to break it down as much as you can. Am I actually, what could I have done that, that could have been better? Okay. You know, and um, yeah, 100%. You just, you just see what you got. Why not? You know, otherwise you'll never know. You'll never know. Just put in the effort. It's definitely worth it. It's tiring, but we're young. We have energy. You won't have this much energy ever again in your life. If you're talking to 40, 50, 60-year-olds, right, you slowly, you know, go down in energy levels. So this is your prime. Let's see what you got. You can't do this when you're forty. So um, push push it to the limits. Exactly right. That's
0: why I'm going to the gym now, and I'll go and play golf when I'm forty. Yeah,
1: it's exactly you know, it. And, and uh, you know, over a lifetime, even if you did play a bit of golf now, you probably play more golf if that's your out, right? You'll probably have more out in your lifetime, um, even if it's not in the in the moment in your twenties or in your thirties or. Whenever, I like it. I like it. Um, now
0: this one, I I did actually prep you a little bit. I know you didn't. You kind of wanted just hard hitting questions thrown at you, um, but I wanted to see because it is a little bit of a brain, a little bit of a thinker. Um, but for yourself, going back to kind of your first day, you obviously been in the industry for about six or so years now. What do you think was your biggest strength and biggest weakness when you started out in the industry, and then kind of looking at development up till now? What is your biggest strength and biggest weakness now?
1: Yes, I've got this on my paper here. Um, Yeah, thanks for just a little bit of thinking time on it. It's a good question. I think my biggest weakness when I started, um, you know, and and we're pretty good now, but it it still can have a little bit of improvement, is the organisation side of things. Um, You know, I used to leave my notebook in the office and, you know, not have my plan ready and, all this sort of stuff. I think organisation is a big one if you want to run anything. And I'm saying now my organisation is not quite where it's at. My organisation is pretty good. It's, 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 it's top class. But I'm still understanding how important organisation is, right? So um, we still need to make that better and better, and I think you do that over time. So organisation was definitely the weakness. I think strength, I was thinking about this one, I think it's just been ambition, you know, I I, I just, just wanting to go do something big, grab onto something, make it work. Um, you know, we talk about it now, and I've always had it in my head, but you got to tell the grandkids something. And that's like kind of a new saying, but I always knew that, you know, when you talk to people, it's just stories. You know what I mean? You go out and you talk to new people, whatever, what are you talking about? You're talking about stories, right? So if you don't have a story, then you have nothing to talk about, you know? And so I had a lot of, a lot of that thinking when I was young, I just wanted to go do something and, you know, have some sort of story about my life. Um, And so I think ambition was definitely the strength in terms of now still new to business. Things come up sometimes and I'm like, Oh, okay. That's how that works. Fair enough. You know, so I'm still learning actually how to run a business. Um, That's probably, if I was going to look at it, a weakness, um most of the other things uh i could probably network a little bit more which is why i'm doing things like this get the get the credits i think was um number number three of your podcast tips um and then the strength at the moment i think is pushing the vision again it just it's just an updated version or um or increased uh version of ambition you know what i mean i know what i want to go do i know what is possible i think everything is possible right I see people with big houses or big companies or big offices or, and I really don't see a big difference between myself and them. I'm just younger and I haven't done it. Um, so I let my mind be very abundance mindset um, and therefore I can I can push that on. You know what I mean? Like we have some great plans and so far we've ticked off every single part of our plans so far for the first year. So if that's any indication of the future, um, it's looking good, right? Yeah. And so I can I can I can you know probably promote that and um, market that um, better than a lot of people, I think. Just because I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> I know it is going to happen, so it's easy to talk about it uh, with passion because you you really truly believe. No, no, no. This is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think that's a big one. I like that a
0: lot. Yeah, it's, it's very funny, and I was thinking about this because you obviously talked about you got to give – you basically have a story for your grandkids. You talked about that when I was down in Melbourne with you, and it, the irony because that morning I was speaking to Josh Carvey at breakfast obviously about the gym because he's massive and I wish I looked as good as him. Um, yeah. I told him that I was going on a bulk for like the next six months. He's like, okay, cool. Why? And then just jokingly on the spot, I'm like – I just want to have a photo of me looking absolutely yoked so I can show that photo to my grandkids. Just joking, like, it's the exact same thing. Like, you want to be working your hardest, doing these cool things, so you do have something cool to talk about to those grandkids. That's just what I want to be doing, like, sitting in your old rocking chair, having your cup of tea, just photos of you looking great on the, up on the wall, running your businesses, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. And then kind of finally... Um, what you talked about with your strength now promoting the vision, the next question I got, and it's, uh, something I'm really keen to hear from yourself because you are someone that is quite ambitious. Uh, the question is where do you envision your life to be at the age of 40? Now I've got here written down like the business, the lifestyle, where you want to live, the family you want to have, have you had much of a thought into where you want
1: to be at 40? yeah i do i do think about it um i think it evolves over time it's obviously a really good question um at 40 i really want to i'm not sure if it will be forty. i think it might be more 50 i think over the next um you know i think um you know a lot of people talk about the 20-year sprints which i think makes sense because you have 20 years to really get something to mastery and then maybe after that, you're like, okay, cool, got it to mastery. Let's let's move on to that next thing. So it might be a little bit after forty, um, but I want to start myself a charity. Uh, love traveling. I've been very very uh, fortunate when it comes to traveling. Um, you know, as a kid, I used to travel a lot. Even now, I travel a lot. I just love other cultures and other people and seeing how other people um, kind of operate in the world. Um, and I want to start schools want to start schools, maybe not, like maybe for kids, I'm more thinking like ab- agricultural schools, farming schools, um, you know, for third world countries, right? I think the biggest impact I could probably have with the skill set and the money that I'll make um, from, um, from, from this or, or whatever in the next 20 years, um, I think that will give me a, um, a really prime position to build a network of uh, education systems that they just haven't been provided yet. And it's not, it's not the country's fault. It's just, there's no resources over there, you know? So I think that would give me a lot of um, fulfillment. Honestly, I think, I think I love helping people out. That's why I love this job, right? I see people like Saxby change and become a sales manager, make the impact uh, income that they want and have the team and the, and, and the skill set that they were talking about years ago and, um I think that's probably uh, probably the goal. I want four kids, wife permitting. Um, hopefully that happens and uh, you know, don't think I need a big house or any fancy stuff. Um, uh, maybe, you know, just to kind of celebrate what I've done, but uh, I think traveling and, and um, yeah, just 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 seeing how I can how I can affect the world in a positive way. I think when I'm on my deathbed, um that will be what i go okay cool yeah i'm glad i did that and didn't just try to be a billionaire or something and that's just me personally you know what i mean like i don't need a billion dollars or whatever um so i want to set my kids and family up but i think that's 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 the direction i'll go that might change over time but we'll see we'll see we'll see very good answers
0: is there a specific place you say you like traveling a specific place you want to be building that family at all do you know yet
1: Building the family, uh, I don't know. That's that's. Uh, I'll concentrate on the business first. You know what I mean? <laughs> Someone the uh, Mediterranean. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I like Adelaide to be honest for family. I think Perth as well. I want to go to Europe for a little bit. It's hard. It's. it's I'm very focused at the moment in in what I'm doing and what I'm doing here. I have to be right. So, um, one step at a time. Um, but yeah. You know somewhere somewhere cool with good schools probably in Australia I love this country yeah no. Australia ain't too bad there's well, some good answers
0: now to finish off I've been doing this on a last couple of episodes we got the quick fire questions now these are very important questions they need some very serious answers from yourself um, yeah. so give it your best shot and try to answer them from the top of the dome okay you ready
1: well
0: cool. the first okay. thing that
1: comes to mind is that what we're doing or Basically, basically,
0: just don't yeah, spend cool. the next two minutes on one question. Essentially, okay, cool. Um, number one,
1: least favorite food. Least favorite food. Oh, I don't like Brussels sprouts. Love veggies. Don't like Brussels sprouts.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Question two: What is your biggest fear? Biggest
1: fear? Oh, um, living living just a normal life, working at coals for my life. Um, not interested. That's hilarious. M- mine's
0: being average, so that's pretty similar. Um, yeah. Number three, favorite day of the week.
1: Favorite day of the week. <laughs> every day. Oh, I don't that's a cheat. I wake up every day and I'm like, you know, even if I don't feel great, it's just, oh, Mondays are fantastic. Probably, probably, I don't know. Maybe Wednesday. I've never thought of that before. Wednesday, because you get a view of kind of how everything's going, and 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 you can and you can re, um, position yourself for um, the rest that's coming. I like that, I like that. Question four, go-to artist to get you hyped. Go-to artist, Kanye always, yay. Kanye. Um, great songs, um, yeah, that's probably, or Eminem. Yeah, that's
0: fair. Question five, would you rather be able to speak every language or talk to animals? <laughs> every language. Every language, fair. Yeah, I was gonna sure. say, like that's just the business mindset there. Um, question six and the last one dead or alive. What person would you want to go on a coffee date with? Coffee date. Doesn't need to be a female.
1: Dead or alive. Who would I want to go on a coffee date with? Wow. Um, no one's really coming to mind. I wouldn't mind to talk to one of those like, uh, I don't know some sort of president or prime minister, or see how they think and talk. You know what I mean, and just really break down like I don't know someone someone who has to be a different person in public to who they are in private. Interesting, would be very interesting. I think if you could really deep dive into the higher levels of that and their thinking on that, I think I'd find that um, very interesting. But I, I'll um, I'll think about that one today because that's a good. Good question. Yeah, probably a better be. answer. Than that. One of the first things that came to mind when you said president was Donald
0: Trump, and I don't think he talks very differently in public to private. I think he keeps it pretty the same.
1: Yeah, I think it's. I think it's. But, but I, you know, I think you'd be surprised. I think a lot of those they know what's going on. They have their own. You know, everyone has that external them and their internal them, and and I find the internal side of people extremely interesting. Um, so yeah, probably a higher kind of official. That is a very good point. I like that a lot. Cool. Well, good answers. Brussels sprouts.
0: Interesting. One of the one of the best vegetables for you, but that's okay. Um, I like it, it.
1: Maybe I'm not cooking them right, but you're probably uh, not. I don't, I don't, I'm not very picky. Are, are you um, the chef material? Are you, are you a good cook? I, uh, I'm i I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm, I'm doing HelloFresh at the moment, so i got four meals of four people, if you know what HelloFresh is. So it kind of sorts out my week, gives yeah. me lunch. I have some in my bag right now. Um, they're pretty easy to cook and they always taste pretty good. All right. You know, follow the instructions. It's not, not too (laughs) bad. fair enough. Fair enough. Well, to finish
0: off like every other podcast, we would love the book podcast
1: and movie recommendation from Carlo. What was it? Or I think the book I'd recommend if you haven't read it, it's magic of thinking big. Fantastic. Um, I think in terms of podcasts, Anything Jordan Peterson's really good. I think anything um, um, depends on who you are. J- J- Jock uh, um, Jocko Jocko is that okay. the, um, special we'll, we'll forces? Win, yeah, 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 something like that. I think he depends. I, I use I use a lot of things to put me in the right mindset. I think he kind of gets you up and going. Um, anyone depends what you need. If you need to be up and going, go go with him. Jordan Peterson's uh, as a mentor has has. It potentially change my life. Anything Jordan Peterson um, is really good. Um, you need to maybe um, watch a bit of his stuff before you understand uh, the way he talks. You know, because he can be quite, uh, or he can upset people with the way he talks. But he just talks in facts, and it's not, you know, it's it's actual facts, not his facts. You know, mm. and then movie. Oh, I don't know. Um, I think. Oh, I like I watched recently um, Fire Festival on Netflix. Weird choice, but Fire it's a good, Festival. It's a weird, one. it's an odd choice, but I think it's a good one to, to look at. If you're not doing the right things, have you seen Fire Festival, mate? It, I the the it's reason festival. the reason I chucked uh, in movies is basically because
0: Daryl likes to use a lot of movie references, mainly mm. the likes of The Matrix. I'd never mm-hmm. watched The Matrix, so I never understood anything. And yep. any trivia nights, I'm screwed because there's always questions on TV shows and movies because I never watch them. So I'm trying to get a bit more cultured. So that's why I've chucked it in. So I definitely have not
1: watched Fire Festival. It's a documentary. I don't watch any movies, which is why that's a hard one. Um, I can't sit down for an hour and a half. I just can't handle it. That's <laughs> my that's my biggest
0: issue as well. Um, Twenty minutes in, and um, yeah, want to go to the yeah. gym. Where it dips
1: in their storyline, I just – I flex. Um, but, but, yeah, it's a weird choice, but um, it's a documentary on this big festival that these lads try to make, uh, and they just weren't organised with it. I know. Oh, so, yeah. uh, yes,
0: yeah. yes, 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 yes. And that went to shit. And, they, yeah, okay, yeah. cool. And it's That's on and Netflix.
1: It's, you gain experience from their fuck up. Like, you can kind of see um, – <laughs> not so <sorry>, – I <laughs> apologise for my French, but uh, you can really see how um, – you know how you, you have to keep on top of things you can't just she'll be right you know because she'll be right can turn into well i won't give away the ending of that movie <laughs> <laughs> that's fair well well
0: that's all the questions i got for you I appreciate the little little lecture and everything um definitely a lot to take away from that i've got a lot of notes to take on that and hopefully for the listener they got some pretty good stuff as well uh thank you very much for jumping on board mate
1: oh well, well i have a question for you why did you start this podcast up
0: it's a very good question. And I don't even know if I've said it too much on the podcast. Um, There's a couple of different reasons. One big thing is I was very bad at networking and this forces me to network once a week, which makes it a lot easier for myself. Right, um, yeah. Another one, and you'd probably be able to understand this being outside of Adelaide with your company now is that For me, up in Sydney, I'd like to reference a lot of people from A, across the industry, but B, from a company down in Melbourne. And yes, I can say names, but that is not too much value. There isn't too much from there, not too much legitimacy and everything. But if I was able to get those leaders on a podcast and be able to actually reference that and really kind of talk to them and ask those people who've been in the companies for six seven years, what they wish they knew in their first couple of weeks, uh, really kind of bridging that gap between the new people and those that are experienced. I thought that was really important and something that I would have loved to have had when I started out. Um, So that was a pretty big reason. But yeah, I also love, I love talking to people. Uh, I'd run a podcast in the past 50 daily episodes, just trying to educate people and do that. And I know I'm not the most educated myself, but um, I do have some stuff to share, but also just creating a platform for people to get together, especially within this industry. That was something I wanted to kind of
1: start up. Mm, very cool. Very cool. I love the idea and um, I might have to get on in, in, a, in a couple of months and see how, uh, if it's different. You're in a uh, recording studio today, a podcast studio, which is really exciting. Um, so, uh, yeah, great job. Making
0: great job stuff happen. Um, but just for the listener. Uh, obviously firstly for yourself is there any key way to reach out to you if they have any questions
1: um yeah yeah um you can you can yeah you can call me at any time uh you can text me probably better at the start with your name and and, and kind of a question um i'll always get back to you maybe not that day or the day after um but uh that uh that can definitely happen if you um i'll just say it out: 0433-885-665 um you can always give me a text other than that you'll see me at events um and um yeah just come up say hi i'm uh i'm pretty easy to talk to hopefully so um yeah just come Um, say hi
0: perfect and then to kind of reach out to any of your key players in your team would you recommend they go to the the company instagram is that probably the best way to get to those
1: sorts of names um the company instagram is more an overview um probably they'll they'll be they'll have they'll all the mds will have saxby's number i feel um perfect. otherwise just text me and i can i can give them um their numbers as well perfect that's, that's fine we're always happy to talk to anyone hence this all right so it's
0: this hence this well you, you didn't tell the audience that i'm paying you 500 bucks for this this hour of your time but yeah. that's not that's a side note um <laughs> But nah, really appreciate it. Um, hopefully, we can jump back on again because yeah, I've I've loved this hour, learned a lot, and continuing to develop is is pretty fun. So appreciate it. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. Great work, Will. Thank you so much for having me on.